Welcome to Know the Name, Know the Answers. This is your host, Sharon Lynn Wyeth, and I am known as the Name Lady. And in fact, I have two websites now. One is knowthename.com, which is a good old-fashioned website, all done the old-fashioned way. And then the Name Lady, which is all done the new modern way, if that's your preference. And so it's always so nice to have you listening and always so nice to have you here with us. You can call in at any time and get your answers made or your answers, I'm going to say, from your name. And the phone number to call in is 888-627-6008. It's 888-627-6008. I love it when you call in when it's just me so I don't have to fill the air. Instead, I can be answering your questions and what a wonderful opportunity for you. I was asked two questions over the uh, email before the show started, and one was from Amy, and she wanted to know, she wants to teach food education and adults about food, and she wanted to know what would be the best name to do, and that would be Hungry for Love, Overfed, Underloved, or Food Obsessions. It'd be great if we could all have a vote, but I'm going to immediately cancel out cancel out overfed underloved because overfed underloved has enough combinations in it that says that she's going to be dealing with very angry people so it wouldn't matter what she did how wonderful she was whatever she said it would come across incorrectly and it would come across uh, with a lot of anger and so the answer to that is uh, we don't want that one. Okay. Then the next one uh, that she wanted was hungry for love. And that's coming from a very needy position. So she's going to get people that are needy. And you want people that are needy because they need your services. So that one's not bad. And uh, it depends on, you know, whether she likes that one or the other one better. Both of her other choice, the other one too has in it that everybody's not going to be really honest with her for what they're saying that they need versus what they really need. So she's going to have to really try to trust her instincts to know what they're saying. Because her third one was food obsessions. Now, food obsessions, they'll be talking a little bit more uh, truthfully to her than in Hungry for Love. But in food obsessions, she's going to attract people that are basically narcissistic and it's all about them. And of course, when we do a reading, it's all about you anyway. And so we don't really mind that in a title, but we still have some dishonesty here where they don't want to divulge, but hungry for love, you have more dishonesty where they don't want to divulge. And so out of the three choices, Amy, I would go for food obsessions because you're going to get people that would appreciate the way you nurture, appreciate the way you take care of them, and that they really do have an obsession with food. And it's literally in the letters itself that say that they're having an obsession. So those would be your greatest challenges, but you get the most reward, and so would the person you're working with. Okay, um, so we have a um, a call in, and she um, we have a call in for um, I don't know how to pronounce it correctly for Kaylee. I think that's how it's pronounced. Yeah. Um, Kaylee Marie. Kaylee and, Marie Newsom. Okay, thank you, and it. Um, and so Kaylee has in her name that she can do 
absolutely anything. She just needs to stay with it. So if she's not being successful, it just means she's quitting too soon. And she could be very successful with anything she puts her mind to. What's really interesting, too, in her name is when she gets stressed, she'll self-sacrifice for the good of everybody around her. And she's really at her best when she's self-sacrificing, according to her name. She has a tendency to self-sacrifice even when she's not stressed, but not to the same extreme as when she's stressed. Um, she's a learning how to lead, natural leader. She's learning how to manifest what she wants. When she leads, she does the benefit for everybody, and it benefits everybody along the way. She's got an interesting combination in her name that says there will be times when it's all about me. Um, it's when she's really looking out for herself and not necessarily everybody else around her. And, and there can be a little bit of what I want to call planning or sneakiness or uh, a little bit of that that's in the name uh, that can come out at different times. She's got a lot <laughs> of stuff. You're so correct. You're so <laughs> correct. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. You know, and that part, you know, I don't know what to tell you about that part. <laughs> right. <laughs> You're so right. You, you like pegged the one nuance that I found in her. You're 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 remarkable. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, the, the rest of it is really good, but there's that little sneaky piece. Right. So, all I would say is, uh, don't leave her in charge of your house when you leave for a holiday or a weekend because uh, party time. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> or something else while you're gone. <laughs> okay. Thank Just that you. one little Thank piece. You. <laughs> and you know. Um, it, it's really interesting. I was talking with somebody earlier today on the phone and and they were saying that they had advised somebody to call me because their child was getting ready to go into the age of how my friend put it is where we love them, but we don't like them. <laughs> <laughs> you know, some of those teenage years. And she said, oh, call Sharon, get some suggestions on how to deal with them. And I, I think because of all my years in the classroom dealing with them, maybe I have more ideas. I don't know. Hmm. But anything else you want to know about Kaylee? You know, you're right on. She's She's been in ballet since, uh, oh, I think 12 years. She's almost three hours a day every day. Well, five to six days a week. And uh, she graduated uh, high school at 16 uh, with A pluses, I mean 4.0. And... Um, now she's in uh, college getting her psychology degree, but she has that streak about her. You pegged her. I mean, pegged her. And she has, she can laugh with the best of us, but when dad cracks a joke, it's just not funny. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, that's kind of understood, right? <laughs> you know, speaking of that, when when I was young, my dad had a very dry sense of humor. And I thought it was wonderful. And because it took some smarts to get his dry sense of humor. Right. And because dumb humor I've never gotten. It's like that is so dumb it cannot be funny, <laughs> you know. And he had this dry sense of humor. And one time we were sitting around the table and I had had just taken a bite and I had food in my mouth. And what happened was um, when I looked up, my dad had made a, a funny joke or a funny statement or whatever. And I was ready to laugh, but I had food in my mouth. And when I looked up from my plate, I saw my all of my sisters and my mom looking at me. 
And I thought, what are they all looking at me for? And then it dawned on me. They did not get my dad's humor. And they were looking (laughs) at me to see how I was going to react because they knew that if I laughed, that was supposed to be funny. And if I didn't laugh, he was serious. <laughs> right, right. I mean, I came from a family that we we sat around the dinner table and breakfast tables and lunch tables, and we laughed our heads off. But it was always, we were razzing each other. We We really did. We spent a lot of years and time razzing each other. And we could laugh about our own failures and faults to an extreme degree. We would just fall down laughing. But my daughter, Kaylee, hmm, little different. It's it's quite different with her. She has a very serious laugh to her. Um, I mean, she can laugh, but when Dad cracks a razzing joke or sticks a needle in, it's just not funny. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we got to love our kids, though. Don't we? You know, I think that's something that they don't get. You know, we love them regardless of themselves. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Thank you. You're wonderful. I appreciate that reading. I really do. She is. She's she's the kind of person who really does uh, uh, achieve and she'll achieve her goals. I know that. I absolutely believe that. She just has that drive and desire and the wit and the wisdom I don't know where her wisdom comes, but she has a lot of it. She, um... You know, I want to say it's those lovely letters that are Y's. You know how your daughter has the Y in her name? I right. love the Y in a name. You got to be careful because they can be a little bit revengeful at some or get you back some other way. You know, they'll tweak oh, it. Yeah. You really oh, get something yeah. She's inappropriate. Like that. Right. But, the, but that Y is a what I call the spiritual why. It's the wisdom. It's the old soul. It's the ones that just get answers out of thin air. And you go, how did you know that? Right. You know, it's <laughs> it's one of those letters that can do that. And you just go, wow, I think they were born an adult. <laughs> you know? Right. I think she, uh, that's how I've always felt. She was born an adult. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I yeah. look at that with people that have whys in any position but the last letter in their name. If it's the last letter in the name, it doesn't work that way. But the rest of them, it pretty much does. So I like those Ys. So when I was making up my own last name, you notice I, my second letter is a Y. It's like, oh man, I want another one of those. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll put it right next to the Wisdom W. You know, let's just amp up the smarts. <laughs> I mean, if you're going to make a new name, let's let's stack the deck in your favor, right? Right. <laughs> And since I knew all the letters, I was like, okay, what do I want first? And the only one I really liked from my maiden name was the W. So I said, okay, I'm going to start with a W like I did before. And then it's like, okay, now what do I want? (laughs) You know, wouldn't it be interesting to have a name with all the letters? You know what? I think that would be miserable. (laughs) 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 One, it would be at least like super califragilistic (laughs) expialidocious. And how long would it take you to learn how to spell that, right? I mean, that would take forever just to learn how to spell, let alone how to pronounce. And everybody else would look at it and go, oh, yeah, chicken soup. <laughs> and they'd start calling you soupy. Well, don't, don't you need to have, like, is it like every fourth letter? Like, I mean, if there's 26 letters, would you only need, like, uh, eight to fulfill every letter's promise? Or... 
No, no, you need all twenty six because they all have all twenty. Ah, ah, okay. <laughs> they all have their own little tweak. It, it's just because there's always three or four ways of saying the same thing, so we all don't need to have the same letter in our name to get that thing that we're wanting. But they all look at it from a different perspective. Because you know, I'd love to find somebody who who could actually state a whole name with all 26 letters, like maybe a first, second, third, and a last name with all 26 letters. Now, have you ever heard of that? I've never seen it. And oh. I have seen some <laughs> long names. When you go to those Arab countries, God bless them. I love traveling around all the different colors and experiencing the different cultures. But some of those names in the Arab countries, one, some of them are hard for me to say because they have way too many syllables. But they can be incredibly stretched out and long, you know, and then they can even have more than three names. They can have four or five. Right. Each one's long and then you add some more. But I've never seen a name, Don, that has all 26 letters in it. Wow. So that's like a to, that's like on a bucket list of somebody's, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> if your name has 26 letters in it, different. In other words, you contain the whole alphabet. Not right, the, right. Repetitive letters. <laughs> you know, I mean, I've seen some 26-letter names that are, but they got a lot of letters of repeating. But that would be really interesting to Wouldn't look at. Wouldn't that be interesting? Now, what would that say? Well, it depends on where the letters fall. Ah, because I got you've got you. placement that works. I got you. Yeah, because you look at the first vowel position. So, so you can't really cheat. You no. mean you can kind of, but not really. <laughs> no, not really. You don't get to cheat. <laughs> you know, it's just like, it's um, it, it's really interesting. I was doing a name reading just the other day, and, you know, when they're really, really quiet on the phone, I don't know if I'm absolutely insulting them or I'm so hitting them on that they're going, oh, my God, and they can't say anything, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and so I was giving this one, and I said, I said about the mom, and I said, you know, um, she has addiction in her name and addictions come from not knowing how to love ourselves. And I said, and this addiction normally shows up as an alcoholic, you know, a problem with alcohol, but it could be drugs. It could be, she collects too many spoons. You know, I mean, she's got an addiction somewhere. And I said, but normally it's alcohol. He didn't say a word, not a word. And most people will tell me right away. Oh yeah. Or they'll say, no, she wouldn't drink at all. And then I'm thinking, where are the letters that say, that she's got that problem, but she mastered it before the kid was born. You know, I'm going to have to look back at the name and go, wait a minute. Oh, you must have been born after she was this old, you know, because it, it would tell me, <laughs> you know. So um, anyway, but he didn't say a word. And I went on through the name. And sometimes knowing what your parents' challenges were, then as a kid, we don't get it. Because our, our parents are supposed to be perfect and then we don't like some things about them and we do like others. But we really don't look at them as real people. You know, I mean, they're different. They're right. different than all the other people right. on the earth. And so I always like interpreting, starting off a name reading, interpreting first the mom's name for them and then the dad's just enough of, to see how it influenced their lives. And so I, I, I looked at it and I said, you know, knowing that your mom didn't know how to love herself would mean how could she show you the appropriate love, the, the love you wanted, if she didn't know how to love herself? She didn't have it to give, you know? And I think when that shows up in a name, that's such an eye-opener for a kid. It's like, oh, no wonder right, my mom I bet that is. Yeah, yeah. the way I want to be loved. Yeah. You know? 
or to see that your your parent was abused as a child or your parent um, was physically hurt as a kid or your parent and to look and see what your parent went through that made them who they were or why they have they have walls up where you felt like you could never get close. They got a wall up or whatever. I mean, it all shows up in the name. And it's such an eye opener for a child to see their parent and they know how they were treated and to go, oh, that's why they did that. And you can't help but come away with compassion because you start seeing your parents as real people. Just doing the best they know how to do. Right, right. You know, and and I would love to say there's a perfect parent out there, but I mean, I tease my kids all the time. I was the closest you're going to get. <laughs> <laughs> At least you picked me as a mom, so that's it. I'm the best you're going to get in my department. <laughs> you know? But um, I mean, I tease mine, but but I look at it and I think all of us have challenges and all of us have gifts. And so there is no perfect parent out there. And there is no perfect child. There is no perfect person. I mean, I even did the one that we call Jesus. I did his Hebrew name, right, and worked it all out. And I thought, that man had a temper when he was a kid. He had to learn how to contain his his very strong emotions. <laughs> and I thought, boy, when he had those outbursts, I bet that was really pleasant. Right. <laughs> I mean, but I was able to look at the name, and I know I'm not being sacrilegious people. I I just thought, you know, he had his own things he had to get over also. He had impatience in his name. And it wasn't impatient for other people. It was impatient for himself. You know how we get impatient sometimes and we get frustrated because we're not learning something fast oh, enough yeah. or coming together oh, quickly yeah. for us or whatever? And and the man that we call Jesus, that I call Yeshua, um, literally didn't give himself a lot of room for error. He was highly impatient with himself. And then when he couldn't catch it on fast enough or he couldn't grasp it fast enough or he thought somebody else knew more than him that was younger than him. Oh, no, 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 no. That wasn't going to be acceptable. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I mean, he really pushed himself to be he wanted to be one of the smartest at his age. You know, and he was he was incredibly bright every year for how old he was, you know, Um, and he liked to have great discourse with others. So you could say it in there that he liked to argue. Interesting, huh? It is. That is interesting. Hey, folks, call in. <laughs> it's toll-free. It's 888-627-6008. It's toll-free anywhere. Give us a call if you're in North America and you want to get in for a reading. Hey, know the name. Know the answers. <laughs> Well, I had, Don, I had somebody write in before the the show started, and she said, now remember, you promised me you would talk about the different planes or the different dimensions on air tonight. Oh, and looking so, forward to that. I'd love to hear that. We all know that we live in the third dimensional reality, okay? And the third dimensional reality really exists on a lot of duality. We have an up and a down and a right and a wrong, Okay. And to come out of duality, in fact, right now, everybody says, oh, we're in the end times. And I go, yeah, the end of what? And that means the beginning of what? Because even the caterpillar, when it ends, it begins as a butterfly. You know, even when we pass away and our bodies get discarded, 
we haven't died. We be, we're ending the physicality of having a physical body, but we're beginning having a spiritual body. You know, every ending is a new beginning. And so when we look at the dimensions, right now we're living in this dimension that is third dimension, but it's really a duality. And you can tell that when you're moving past this third dimension or out of this third dimension, which is what we're doing right now, that's why it's the end times. It's the end of duality and the beginning of the next stage. And some people would say, oh, it's the beginning of oneness. And I think, no, because we don't all want to be the same. We need to still have our uniqueness, but we need, but we, it's time for us to work together and appreciate our differences. So instead of coming into oneness, we're coming into what I want to call allness. Okay, where we're all together in this in our own unique ways. And so, um, but we're the end of duality. So in duality, we have a right and a wrong. In allness, we have what is appropriate for the situation versus what's inappropriate. Or as my friend would say, what's correct and what's incorrect for you. But in allness, it's what's appropriate. So let me give you a quick example. And that is, let's say I'm yelling and screaming out on the football field. Well, that's so that my other people on the team can hear me. That's absolutely appropriate. Now I'm doing the same action. I'm yelling and screaming, but I'm in the library. That's absolutely inappropriate. Okay. And it doesn't mean that the action of yelling and screaming is right or wrong. It's when I do it, is that an appropriate choice and an appropriate action or not? And that's what we're coming out of. We're coming out of this black and white, white, right and wrong duality. And we're going into whether something is appropriate and whether we're going to do something that is correct for us or not. And then really, I'll come back to the fourth and fifth dimensions and what those are like in just a minute. Let's take Karen from Oregon. How can I help you, Karen? Oh, hi. Thank, thank you. It's about my name and possibly what um, my purpose is, if that's not too big of a question. Well, you have an overriding purpose, and then you have seven individual things to do to get there. Okay? Oh. So... For okay. me to take and give you all seven of them, literally in a reading takes me 20 minutes, so I'm not going to do that. But I will give you some. How's that? <laughs> okay. Perfect. Okay. So one of the things that you came to experience, and I want to say it's not that you came to learn, because the soul already has the knowledge. It's like the soul already knows that E equals MC squared. But the soul wants to know when is it best to use that formula? When is a different formula better? When do I have to tweak the formula? You know, they want the soul wants to get the real understanding of that formula. So when we say you, you wanted to learn, we really meant you wanted to get the experience that goes with the knowledge you already hold. Okay? And so you okay. wanted more experience in being a leader because you know that you want to be a leader that everybody would benefit when you led. Okay, that you didn't lead for you and that you gained, but that everybody would gain. Okay, yeah. and so that was very important to you because you have fairness in your name. But you you chose to use those fairness and the importance of fairness <clears throat> and be able to do it in a leadership position where everybody benefited. Okay, so in mm -hmm. able to accomplish that, get more experience and accomplish that goal, you've got to keep putting yourself into leadership roles because how else are you going to experience it? Okay, right. Um, and the other thing is 
another thing that you came to experience is you can stand up for somebody else when you think something wrong is going on and you can stand up really, really well for them. But when it comes to standing up for yourself, you get this lump in your throat, you choke, you want to cry, you want to scream, you want to do anything but answer appropriately because the words don't come. Okay. So it's according to your name, it's harder for you to stand up for yourself than it is. And it's easy for you to stand up for others. So that's another thing that Mm -hmm. you came to experience is how you stand up for yourself. Now, the coolest thing is that the solutions are in your name. Okay. So in your name, it says how to stand up for yourself is that you defend yourself. You do not attack the other person because the reason you have you're choking really comes from previous experiences before you came into this incarnation. However, you're sensitive enough in your own name. You don't want to insult or cause the other person to feel badly as they are make, causing you to, they're inviting you to feel badly about yourself. You don't want to do that to somebody else because you've got kindness in your name. And so it's like, how do you defend yourself without attacking? Okay. And how you do that is you defend yourself. Now, let me give you an experience for a minute what I'm talking about. Now, you know, I cannot see we're on the radio. I cannot see what you're wearing. Right. Right. Okay, so let's say if I come up to you and I go, oh, my goodness gracious, Karen, that is the ugliest top I've ever seen. It is just the wrong color for you. And look at how it's hanging on you. It's baggy. It's loose. It's not even form fitting. I mean, you look like you're wearing a sack. Okay, now, if somebody actually did that to you, I want to give you this example so you can see what I'm saying, is that you don't attack back and say, well, my God, look at you, have no taste, look at you. You don't do that because you don't want to hurt the other person like they're inviting you to feel hurt. So instead you say, mm-hmm. I love the color of this shirt. It is my favorite color to wear. I feel so good when I'm wearing this color. It just reminds me of joy and happiness. And you know, the sack approach, as you would say it, it is loose enough so I can move and I can dance and I can swing and it just kind of twirls with me. And it is so much fun to wear. So you're taking everything they said negative and you're turning around and saying why it is a positive as you defend yourself. And Mm -hmm. that way they learn, Mm -hmm. well, I insulted her and it didn't work. So I don't need to do that. (laughs) It doesn't work. And then they're going to walk away feeling guilty going, oh, my God, that didn't work. And I sounded like a fool. And you didn't have to say a thing to them other than defend yourself. Mm -hmm. Okay. Right. Yeah. Those are two. Those are two of your things, and that's one of the ways of of standing up. Because I love it because the answers are always in the name, like, how do you do this? <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. Right. Okay. Thank so you. Thank you for calling in. You're most welcome. Make an appointment. I'll give you the rest of it. <laughs> and oh, plenty no. more. I'll do that. Okay. That's it. Knowthename.com. Just go to the services page. Start at the top in the big red letters that say schedule yourself here first, because if you pay first, you can't schedule. Schedule first, then pay. Okay. Okay, thank you, okay. Karen. Okay, Vivian from Ohio. I always like Ohio. Vivian, <laughs> what can I answer yes. for you? What well, like I'm to- really concerned about this election and the way the country is going, but you can just tell me whatever you want. I'm just sitting here chilling, listening to you. <laughs> okay, bless your heart, Vivian. First of all, inclusion and everybody feeling good about themselves is really important to you. You like other people to think of you and include you, and you always think of everybody else and include them, okay? So right now, with the country the way it is, where everybody's really getting polarized can be extra upsetting to you more so than others, 
okay? When I look at our presidential candidates, I'm just going to call both of them candidates. When I look at their names, um, I look at, at Biden's name. And even when he was with Obama, I said that man is just Biden is time till he, it's his turn. <laughs> it's right there in his name, Biden. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Biden time. But he doesn't have it in his name because Trump has it in his name that he'll always triumph. Mm. Okay, so whatever goes on, however it plays out, I look at it as one big soap opera and I'm being a non-emotional observer and going, well, isn't that interesting? Well, look (laughs) at that turn in that storyline. And I, in my heart of heart, know that Trump's going to end up our president. Wow. Because you don't ever bet against that man. It's in his name. Do not bet against that man. You will lose every time. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Thank you, Sharon. Yeah, you're so welcome, Vivi. You got a good memory. Just look at what's going on. It's it's just drama. It's just is better than a TV show. (laughs) I mean, look at the plots and turns and twists. And and I haven't owned a TV for 31 years. And I look at this and I think, great drama. They ought to make a show out of this. But that's all it is. When I'm looking at people's names, it appears to me that sometime between December 16th and December 30th, I think things are going to fall out before then. By December 16th, we're going to have a fairly good idea of what's happening. By December 30th, we can all relax again. Okay? Yeah. (laughs) All right, darling. But then then happy holidays. We're going to have to deal with people's... reactions through about the 9th of September. I mean, the 9th of January, sorry, not September. And so <laughs> we'll have that reaction time period first. But I think it, the squirmishes that are going to happen are going to be closed down really fast. So again, not emotionally observant. Go, mm, interesting plot line. <laughs> okay. Interesting twist. Thank you. <laughs> twist. You're welcome, Vivian. You have a great day. And Hi. Good holiday Me season. Too. Eric. From Texas, how are you? I'm doing great, Sharon. How about you? It's Sharon, and you're. I'm. I'm doing great. Oh, I'm always Sharon. doing great. I'm sorry. I know you know that. <laughs> <laughs> I know you know that. I just want like to give you a bad part. So, yeah. how, what can no, I answer for? Um, well, I've got a little bit of good news for you. First of all, thank you for taking my call. I appreciate it. Um, and I uh, got a bit of good news. I've uh, been on the job hunt, and I just went through a final round interview. And I wanted to kind of get your idea as far as what this company by what their name is. Okay. And the company's name is Magenix. Let me spell that for you. M-E-G-E-N-I-C. Okay. You are going to fit right in with them because you all communicate the same way. And so uh-huh. that part's really good. You got you have a lot in common. I just pray that they hire you because you'll be happy there and they'll be happy with you. You have a cool. lot cool. of, um, you know, corresponding things where you're thinking alike, you you work the same. There's a lot mm-hmm. in common. And when there's a lot in common between your name and the company name, usually that's a long-term employment because everybody's happy. Wow. Boy, finally, a manifestation, a major manifestation like that comes to pass. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cool. So we'll just keep our fingers crossed that you actually get hired. Visualize yourself in the job so you help spirit get it for you. That's what okay. I've been doing. So, um, yeah, and then, yeah, cool. then let me know. Okay? I'll definitely do that. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. <laughs> You're welcome, Eric. Suzanne, um, 
from Atlanta. Susanna, sorry. What can I do for you? What's your question? Okay, we. I don't know why she's not coming through, but in the meantime, I'll go back to my dimension things because I did promise that one reader I would do this. So we're coming out of the third dimension into ap appropriateness, okay? So then we're going from third dimension. She want to know what fourth dimension is. Fourth dimension is the astral plane. It's where a lot of people go when they're doing uh, distant viewing, where a lot of people will go if they're um, meeting loved ones temporarily that have passed over and they feel their presence. Uh, that all happens in fourth dimension, and that is called our astral plane. And then a lot of people talk about fifth dimension and that we are going to the fifth dimension. And um, fifth dimension is the realm of what people would call your pure soul. That's where that lives, or your higher soul self. Um, there's a lot of names for that fifth dimension. Now, here's the real kicker. Just like you have a heart and a lung and a liver, and a thyroid and all different kinds of things in your body, all of the dimensions are within. They're not out there that you have to travel through something to get there. It's not like I heard somebody say one time that fourth dimension is like the desert between San Diego and Las Vegas. It's that barren land in between. Okay. And then Las Vegas is the fifth dimension. That's a really fun place to go. Okay, and then I thought, well, I like San Diego. That wouldn't, be, you know, that wouldn't entice me to leave third dimension if fifth was like Las, Las Vegas. But anyway, it, they're not separate places that you travel and you go and then you're in that sphere. They are all coexisting at the same time. It's like different stations on the radio. They're different vibrations. It's what you're tuning into and what you can hear clearly on the radio is when you get close to that station that has that clear sound that's near you and the same thing with the dimensions if you've meditated a lot if you've uh, prayed a lot if you've really reflected a lot on yourself and on life and philosophy all of those things help you navigate the different dimensions that are simultaneously all existing at the same time at the same place just like you got your heart, your lungs, whatever, and they all coexist to form your body. All these dimensions coexist to form what we consider the space and the energy and the resonance around us. So they're coexisting all around us at the same time. You can travel in and out. It's what you resonate with that counts. Okay, so I've answered the dimension question. Okay, um, Michael from Alabama. Michael, how are you doing? I'm good. How you doing, Ms. How you doing? You know what? I'm usually doing pretty well, but thank you for asking. What can I do for you? What would you like to know? I'd like to know, since this is going to be 2021, and I'd like to know, what is business look like for me? Okay, so you just need to get to April. Just get to April, and it looks really good. Okay. You know, you're going to be you're going to be a little bit nervous through February and March. You're going to start seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. And by April, you're going to be going, man, I can touch this, smell it. And I'm, it's coming. It's right here. OK. Yes, ma'am. It's there for you. It's there for you for the taking. You just got to get to April. However, having said that, you've got to do some planning right now. 
you got to do your okay. background, your your planning, your how do you want things to go. You've got to take action now so that you start reaping your rewards in April. Okay? Okay. All right. Hey, you're going to love 2021. It's a good year for you. Thank you. Okay? Yeah, Thank not you. like 2020 at all. <laughs> it's like okay. almost the reverse of 2020. Okay. <laughs> okay, Michael, thanks for calling in. Thank you so much. Thank you. You're welcome. Susanna, what can I do for you? Hi, Sharon. Can you hear me now? I can. Thank you for calling back in. What can I do for you? Thank you for taking my call. Um, anything that you can tell me positive, but I kind of have one question as well. I'm right. a twin, and does that mean anything in pneumology? Well, in pneumology, it goes totally by the names. Okay. okay. The but, reason why I ask is because my sister seems to have my life and I have her life. <laughs> so that's why I'm asking. Okay. Well, it totally goes by the placement of the letters in the name. All right. Okay. It, but twins are really interesting because they come in not to be the same, but to be very unique and different and to learn how to totally love and accept somebody outside themselves that reminds them of themselves. If that makes sense. Okay. 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 And normally they were incredibly close. We are. They were before we came here. They are incredibly close. And it's can they take that incredible love for each other, that knowledge of each other, and and live it in two different lives, but at the same time be together so that they're they're living their life and the other life at the same time, if that makes sense. It does. It does. It's, it's just odd because when our with our characteristics and everything, we seem to be living the other one's life. I mean, it's so, weird. <laughs> I don't so know how to explain it except to say that, you know, everything that she, you know, everyone expected me to be doing everything that she's doing and her uh-huh. to be doing everything that I'm doing. <laughs> so what's your twin's funny. first name? Julie, J-U-L-I-E. Well, you both have the same first vowel, so there's a lot of similarities there. But but there's a difference in how you learn. Like, like you want somebody right there next to you when you're learning because you don't have any patience to wait for an answer. Okay? The person's got to be right there. But mm-hmm. the minute you understand everything and it's clear, right, and you've caught on, mm-hmm. you, you've got the basics. You don't want somebody there anymore. Now they're in the way. It's like, how fast can you say, okay, I got it. Thank you very much. Go away. Leave me alone. (laughs) You know, and it's not that you're not grateful that they were there. It's just that now it's like they're micromanaging you. They've stayed too long. You want them gone. Okay. And that's that's your learning style. But her learning style is intuitive. It's like she just knows stuff with knowing stuff. And she gets some of it from, and books and some from others and some from intuition. And it's, and she just knows stuff. If you ask her a question, she'll give you an answer. And you go, how do you know that? And you go, she goes, I don't know. I didn't know it a minute ago until you asked me. <laughs> okay. And that's true. That's true about her. Yeah. So you're both, you're similar, but you're different, if that makes sense. And if you look it at does. your names, your name is very grounded. I mean, you've got to go step by step, process by process. It's all going to make sense for you before you take the next step. It's like 
I'm not going on that trip until I pretty much have an idea of how far we're traveling, where are we staying, why are we going. You know, it's grounded. Okay. Uh-huh. Where your sister yep. has in her name, we'll just get in the car. Wherever we stop, we stop. Wherever we eat, we eat. If we end up sleeping in the car, okay, who cares? You know, and that's it's, true. That is true. It, it's like, Very true. <laughs> it, and so what you guys are doing with each other is like you would both like to travel and have new experiences. But how you go about that is so different. But through your closeness, it's like you're gaining all of her experiences and your experiences all in one lifetime instead of having to live two lifetimes to get it, if that makes sense. It does make sense. It does. Am I yeah. Am I going to have a better, can you tell, is 2021 going to be a better year? Because I, um, I have a it, it, difficult time. Oh, like, 2020 was miserable for just about everybody. Okay? Correct, yes. It, just about everybody. And so in the same lineup from all the names I've been looking at, 2021 is an awesome year. We just got to get past February, the middle of February. Just think, okay. by the time we're through Valentine's Day, it's awesomeness. And that's for almost everybody. And you don't have, and so I'm saying that for all the listeners, just know that 2021 is just going to get better and better and better and better all the way through it. And Susanna, for you, I don't see anything in your name that would stop that from happening. And in fact, okay. it may start earlier in January for you being good because your name I, says all signs are go. As long as you don't let anybody outside of you stop you. Great. Excellent. You got, That's good you to got know. Some, yeah. Well, you've got in your last name that always represents the people around you. You've got some people around you that have a temper. You've got some people around you that aren't always honest with you. You've got some people around you that would like to tell you what they want you to do and get upset when you don't do what they want you to do. Okay. And that's my maiden name. Is that my maiden name you're talking about? Correct. So you grew okay. up with that. Okay. Yes, I did. And, and so when you got married for your married name, I love having all the names in front of me. When you got married for your married name, you went into being nurtured more. You went into it making more sense. But you also married somebody that needs all the limelight. Well, that's true. Okay. So, <laughs> that's very true. So because of that, he can, to explain why I said what I said before, he may want you to do certain things so that he remains in the spotlight and not you. And what I'm saying is okay. you can shine just as brightly and you don't need him to put you on that pedestal. You can put yourself there. You can put yourself in that spotlight. And so if you want to stand in that spotlight, 2021 is your year to stand in that spotlight as long as you don't let him turn the spotlight off because he's okay. saying you've got Very to do this other stuff instead. Very good. Excellent. Okay, Thank so you very much your for your time. Away. Oh, you're so welcome. Just don't give your power away to somebody else. That's another way of saying it. <laughs> Understood. Thank you so much for your time. You're welcome, Susanna. Happy holidays. Okay. Thank you, and you too. Thank you. Okay, again, if you would like your answers to your questions, it's 888-627-6008, 888-627-6008. You know, I've been thinking a whole lot lately about fear and the interpretation of fear, and what fear does to us. First of all, fear attracts to us anything that we're afraid of. I mean, if you, the universe says, you know, if you're afraid of XYZ, let's bring XYZ into your experiences 
so that you can learn not to be afraid of XYZ. So just think about that. Anything you're afraid of, you're going to get to experience. So it's easier to deal with the fear ahead of time than waiting until you've got to experience and take care of it that way. And so I was first thinking about fear and thinking it means F-E-A-R, future experiences as already real, that you're trying to jump ahead in time and go, oh, my gosh, look what's coming. It's like an algebra student saying, oh, my God, I'll never be able to do calculus. Instead of realizing, I know you're here because you love Donald Trump and he loves you're so ready for calculus. It's just a fancy name for the next math course. okay? and so there's nothing to be afraid of. It just you don't have the stepping stones yet. And and it caused me to think that fear is really when we don't know what's coming next. Another way of saying it is we don't have enough information where there's a lack of information. If we had more information, we wouldn't be afraid. Okay, and the reason I really started thinking about fear earlier is in my next book that know the name, know the health that just takes forever to write. I keep thinking I'll be done already and I'm not. And I was thinking that fear attracts a lot of illness. And then I was thinking about COVID and what our world's going through right now. And if you're listening to the news and like I said earlier, I don't have a television set. I don't listen to that stuff. Um, I feel like if something's really important, somebody will tell me because they always have. Um, and and I look at it and I think that TV and the news keep somebody in constant fear. And you can listen to the news and go, OMG, how are we going to survive this? And you can go into that fear, which then uh, stresses you. And the stress, therefore, brings on a disease or a diseasement or discomfort. And your body's taken on that that energy challenge, okay? Or you can look at the negative news that's out there because everybody tells me they're bombarded with it and I get a lot of calls with what's really happening, okay? And I look at that with the fear and I think fear is lack of information. Fear is a control mechanism so that you shut down your own intuition and doing and knowing what's best for you. And so in this drama time period where if you have a difficult time separating yourself and you become emotional over what's happening, instead to become the non-emotional observer and to help you with that, turn off the television, turn off the news in the radio, turn off the commercials if they bring up fear. Whatever brings up fear in you, just turn it off. Why listen to it? I mean, how is it helping you? And I look at it and I say, I voted. Is there anything else I can do for this election? Not, not me. I'm not in a position that I can do anything. So why would I want to invest my emotion into that fear of what's coming or not coming, depending on what your viewpoint is? Why do that when there's not a thing you can do about it anyway? And that kind of reminds me of worry, the energy of worry. That energy of worry doesn't help anybody. One, other people can feel it when they're around you and they think what's wrong. And it makes them a little bit nervous and jittery and they don't know why, because it's an energy thing that we pick up. And worry has never helped the person that we're worried about. And in fact, they can feel that energy and it's debilitating to them. Because they can feel it and they go, I don't know why I'm feeling this way. And it's that worry energy that's drawn to them as you think about them. 
and that is harmful to both them and you. It also shows a lack of trust in the universe. If you're worried, you're really saying, I don't trust the universe to do what is appropriate and what is right, even though they can see a bigger picture of everything. And even though we've all been agreed to what we're going to do while we're in the earth plane, while we're visiting here, and we've all gotten to have a preview and plan it out while we had wiser and smarter people around us, we got to plan it out so we would experience what our soul wanted to have more knowledge about, you know, or the experiences to go with the knowledge. And it's saying, I don't trust the plan. I don't trust what I did when I had clearer vision to portray. And I don't trust the universe to take care of me and make sure everything's okay and set up okay. And yet the universe works on a set of universal laws. And if you just believe that you're going to be okay, you will be. I could give you so many incidences where I did stupid things or I didn't think, whatever you want to call it. And I did something and then I thought, oh my gosh, what in the world was I thinking? For an example, I went to teach, I knew for just a year in an area and I hadn't, I'd gotten hired over the phone and I had just moved back from China and then I'd gotten on the phone because it was a weird time period and I had to see who still had openings because it was past when the school year started. And so I called and I got hired over the phone and I thought, I'm just going to do this year because I don't want to move out there to that area, but I'll find something for just this school year and I'll help them and they're helping me. And I drove out there with my belongings in my car and I get there and I think this was really stupid. If I need a hotel room tonight, I got to haul all this stuff out of my car and then I'm going to have to haul it back in tomorrow morning because it's not safe overnight. And I have no idea where I'm going to live. This was the stupidest thing. You know, what was I thinking? And yet, as I drove into town, I drove, you know, I wanted to drive toward the school. I drove by a place and it literally said rooms for rent. And it was like a boarding house. And I stopped the car, I walked in, and I ended up getting a room that was very pleasant, worked for me just fine. It was like a, a small one-bedroom-like apartment, but it wasn't an apartment complex. It was like a house that had been made into different apartments. And that's where I lived for the year. But I thought about it, and I thought, that's really stupid, knowing that you need a place to live the same day you arrive. You know, and I thought, oh, lack of planning. And yet, I have this ultimate trust in the universe that we're all going to be okay, whatever happens, because everything that happens in our lives is an opportunity for growth and an opportunity to learn. And I know that they love us so tremendously, the spirits that are around us and God, that they're going to make sure that even when we do dumb things, that we're going to end up okay if we just trust them to help us and we allow it. And that's just one of the times that I just took off and went, Oh, isn't this interesting? But I have moved so many times in my world and didn't have a job, even when I was responsible for kids. And I just figured I'll get there, I'll get a place and I'll get a job. And I have. And so um, it's interesting how the universe works, but it's even more interesting when you trust the universe to work on your behalf. And so I want to encourage you, especially in these very challenging times, to trust the universe that everything's going to work out okay, that there is a plan, even if we can't see it and are not aware of it, that God's still in charge. Everything's going to work out okay, even when it looks like an absolute mess. 
And we just have to trust that. And so to help us trust that, if we become non-emotional observers and stop getting our emotions tied up in what is happening, it'll all work out. And an analogy to that is when you go to paint your cupboards and clean your kitchen, you take everything out of all the shelves and everything, and it's all out on the countertops and the tabletops, and it looks worse than before you began. And right now I look at our country and I think, and everything's out on the tabletops and more is still coming out. The last pieces are still coming out and it's amazing what we're finding out. And then we're going to clean those cupboards and we're going to put back what works and what we still like. And we're going to get rid of the rest. Just like in your kitchen, you're going to put back the dishes and the things you still like. And then you look at the rest and you go, I don't use this stuff. I don't want this stuff anymore. And you donate it and you get rid of it. And so you're doing a deep clean, just like you would at home. Our country is in the middle of a deep clean. And if we can look at it that way, it makes it so much easier to say, interesting what's still coming out of those cupboards. Hadn't we packed away a ton of stuff, a lot of stuff hidden that was behind other stuff that we hadn't even seen clearly for years, but it's all coming out. And know that once it's all out, we as a people will help decide what goes back in, how clean do we want it, and then how are we going to get rid of the rest. And so we live in incredibly interesting times, incredibly exciting times. This is the kind of history making and time period that your soul said, I want to be here for this. And your soul said, I didn't want to just read about it in a history book. I wanted to live it. I wanted to experience it. I wanted to see it in live action time, like Facebook Live. I want to see it exactly when it was happening. And so that's why we all chose to be here now at this time at our various ages and stages. Doesn't matter. We want to have this experience. So before I sign off tonight, because it's getting back and close to that time, let me tell you who's here next week. Um, you know, I always try to really go out with a bang or whatever in December of every year. And so next week we have astrologer Lance Rodriguez. He was here once before. A lot of you got appointments with him afterwards. He's an astrologer, incredibly reasonable, like $50 an hour or $60 an hour, whatever it is. It's incredibly reasonable. Um, and he talks in a lot of detail. So you want like two hours if you can afford it uh, when you get a session with him. And he does not have a website. So we'll give you his phone number and everything next week while he's on. And you can call in again. We'll need your, I want your full name so I can look at the same time he's doing astrology, but we'll only mention your first name on air. We need your birthplace, time of birth and place of birth. If you're going to call in for him the week after that, we have Sandy Anastasi, who is everybody's favorite. She's incredibly expensive per hour and deserves every penny of it. And uh, she ha taught, has taught people like John Edwards how to do their skills. She's just incredibly well-known among a lot of names that you would recognize. Just an incredible person, how fast it comes. She can talk to the dead. She can talk to the living. She knows astrology. She knows tarot. She's a psychic. I mean, you name it. She's got it all together in one package. And then the week after that for Christmas Eve, we're actually doing a rerun of Michelle Blood because she comes in from everything at a different angle. We had a great discussion when she was on, and I would like to rerun that, give you another opportunity to hear her. And then we're going to close out the, the month 
with Lori Baum, who's another astrology astrologer, because she's going to go through what you can expect this next year for each sun sign to give you a clue of what this next year is about, according to your sun sign. So that also will be an interesting Thursday night for you. So the other thing I'd like to say is that I have a special going on right now that if you buy three readings or three of anything, then you get one for yourself for free, or you can give that one also away as a gift. So if you buy three readings, you're actually being rewarded with four readings. So know that that's available up until a week before Christmas so that we can get the gift certificates and everything out and that everybody can receive that. So know that I only do that special once a year. It happens to be this time of the year. And I invite you to go to know the name and then the services page and see all the different things that are offered. And with that, I'm going to sign off. This is Sharon Lynn Wyeth. So appreciative that you're listening. Signing off for now.